Hey everybody, welcome to the Bloody Awesome Movie Podcast. I'm John Burke, and with me from across the pond is the madness of madness, uh, Matt Hudson from whatiwatchtonight.co.uk. Matt, how you doing, sir? I'm doing very well, my friend. I'm hankering for a sloppy joe, but before that, uh, I'm looking forward to spoiling Doctor Strange. For those who have seen it, if you haven't, check out now and come back once you've watched the film. But uh, are you doing well, John? I'm doing fine, sir. I am ready also to spoil... Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, the new Sam Raimi film, the newest entry, number 28 to my calculations of the MCU. And if you heard our spoiler-free review, Matt and I, very lukewarm at best on this. Uh, We didn't love it. We don't think it's terrible. We don't think it's the worst. We do, I think, both of us putting it rather low on the overall spectrum, which, again, there's a lot of great movies in the MCU, so it's not not necessary. Someone's got to be last, right? It's of course, math. Um, however, this isn't last, but it's also not first. And it's partly because of all the problems. So before we say anything else, listener, again, we've warned you a couple of times. This is the final warning. We're about to spoil Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. If you haven't seen it, if you want to be unsullied, stop listening right now. Go watch the movie and then come back and finish this episode. John so let's said talk it. cameos. Yep, good shot. Uh, go for it. What did you think of the cameos, which had kind of been spoiled beforehand? Yeah, so the big spoiler, which, again, the trailers kind of did. You alluded to this without saying what uh, the trailers did, but we know the Illuminati's coming. You hear, and it was confirmed that Patrick Stewart's voice, meaning we're getting uh, Professor X, um, Charles Xavier, as portrayed by um, Patrick Stewart in many X-Men movies at this point, uh, that he is now officially in the MCU, that that actor and that version of Xavier exist now in the MCU, or at least in one multiverse element of it. Yes. And so we, we if you are familiar with the Marvel comics, the Illuminati was like a group of the, the smartest individuals, the most powerful individuals in the MCU uh, who were kind of running things behind the scenes. It's implied here that in this version of earth that, Strange finds himself, which, by the way, the plot synopsis says Strange casts a spell that sends him into the multiverse. Not true at all. Not not at all. He yeah. ends up in a different multiverse element because of Chav- America Chavez on accident because she can't control her powers. That's the whole MacGuffin of the movie. She doesn't know how to use her powers. She s- takes them to this other Earth. I forget what number it is and who cares because I don't I know what. Or something yeah, like they're clearly just random numbers like. It doesn't matter, but there he, he meets the Illuminati uh, that is led by his rival on our planet or their planet. Um, M- Mordo. Mordo. Yeah. Who is when it is literally the strange nemesis and he's been used as a secondary character in both of the Dr. Strange movies. Something is wrong with the storytelling. I'm sorry. Like he's the main, he's not even the villain. Cause he's the different Mordo yeah. than the one we've seen before. So it's not even the same villain. Um, but anywho, uh, there we, we get to see Charles Xavier in the very traditional comic book, yellow floating wheelchair, which was cool. Not going to lie. Very much like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I hated how he showed tel- tel- uh, telepathic powers though. It was like the worst comic book panel ever of, of special effects. <laughs> um, but we get John Krasinski playing, uh, Captain Fantastic, not Captain. Sorry. That's a, that's a great movie. Not the right title. No, Mr. Fantastic. Um, which was really cool to see him. 
but we don't know if that's actually going to have any long-term impact because his character is irrelevant to the actual MCU Earth. So it could be anybody else. We don't know. We get a different Captain Marvel who I honestly don't know if I'm supposed to know who that is. I, it, I didn't. It was, uh, was it Monica Rambo? Was it supposed to be Rambo? I think, yeah, it was. It, 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 that, it was her character. It was, um, was it Sean Lynch played her, yeah. I, I, because of the makeup and the hairstyle, I could not tell that that's who I was looking at. So, okay. Um, uh, there's, um, I forgot. Oh, uh, we get Peggy Carter as Captain Carter from the what if that's the only real what if reference in this outside of technically the evil Dr. Strange, but even that's not a hundred percent sure that's the same one from the what if series, to be honest. Like, I feel like the what if series connections were real loose and that was disappointing to me. Um, but we get all of them and we get Black Bolt, which I don't know if I have not confirmed if that was the actor who played Black Bolt in the failed um, attempted Inhuman series. It was, yep. Same guy. Okay. Same, same guy. So who's that for? The three people who watch the Inhuman series? <laughs> like, okay, cool. I guess. Black Bolt, big character, mind you. Not a diss to the character. But as far as it being like an actor, I'm like, I don't care that that's that guy because I didn't see the Inhuman series because nobody watched it. It was canceled after like two episodes. Um, anywho... They show up. None of it matters. All of them die. They're. It's literally a. Uh, um. What's uh? I can't think of the comparison I heard that I thought was really great. Um. Ralph Boner. Just. What is it? Ralph Boner from One Division. Oh well, yes, you can make that comparison. I just mean like that. They're literally there just to be killed. Like they they exist solely as like. Hey, what if what if we do this? I mean, it, it is. It's the this movie is a what if movie because none of the things that matter matter. Because all these deaths are irrelevant because they're not from the main MCU Earth. So it doesn't matter that these characters died. Strange pretty much doesn't seem to care about any other universe, to be honest. He's like, whatever, willy-nilly. Um, yeah, so that was... I, I was disappointed by all of that. But what, what about you? Um, yeah. That, that particular... Like, the cameos... Was it cool to kind of see this alternate universe of uh, of new or new takes on heroes? Of course it was. Yeah, I mean, seeing Xavier coming in with the classic X Men theme from the from the animated cartoon from the cartoon, man, that was cool. You know, that's that was pretty cool. But and and the sequence in which the Illuminati had dealt with was like breathtakingly brutal for a Marvel yeah, film. Yeah. You know, you, you sort of see someone's brain explode and fall out their cheek almost. Re, uh, Reed Richards gets shredded in his head, like pops. You, you hear it. Like People in my cinema were gasped. Um, Captain Carter gets cut in half. <laughs> I mean, Captain Marvel gets crushed by a statue. It's obviously there to show the power of the Scarlet Witch, but at the end of the day, it just felt very pointless. So yeah, it was cool. You don't, don't, look, don't get me wrong, what a cool scene. Um, you know, they let San Raimi go, go ham for a little bit, but it didn't mean anything. Who cares in the end of the day? And that's kind of my what I'm trying to take out of this film is what was there? To, what, what were they setting up? Of course, America Chavez is going to be, I imagine, have a bigger role going forward. Um, Doctor Strange gets the eye of Agamotto on his forehead. I'm trying to think what else really kind of made... That I, you know, kind of propelled the story. I don't really think there's anything really other than introducing America Chavez, and that Doctor Strange has, you know, this this is kind of worn off on him now when he's got that third eye. Um, yeah, you know, clearly, I, I think her name is Charlize Theron. Yeah, cool. Charlize Theron. Shocked to see that she's in the MCU. By the very way. much, but she's but in it. But Fast and Furious that. franchise 
and the MCU, she is making huge bank. Is all I'm saying. She, she, yeah, but then she's talented enough to do anything. Sure, uh, but but you know, even even the way she is introduced, it's kind of like, well, you've made this, you've made, you've, you've done this, caused this incursion. Let's go and sort it out. And Strange is like, yep, fine, okay, let's do it. It's like, well, now what? Are, what what's what's the what's the next film going to be? Are they just going to be stopping an incursion? It's going to be another almost pointless to me. Uh, exercise. I mean, that's nothing really stood out to me as vital here. And you're always going to get films in a massive, long-running series of films saga where you know not everything's going to have consequences. But this kind of felt like a film where it maybe should have done. I think as well. I think this film was ripe to really set things up, and everybody will shout at me, "Oh, they're setting up the secret wars and things like that." Maybe they are, but they're doing a really ham-fisted way of showing that they are this just felt like an exercise in let's get a director called sam raimi and let's let him do sam raimi stuff in a marvel film uh, similar to how they kind of kind of let chloe Zhao do a few chloe Zhaoisms on eternals but then kind of pull back on that when they realized you know probably what she was doing was far too far too cool so they gave us eternals instead I think there's, I don't know if it, I, I, the script isn't very good in this film. I say that the dialogue isn't great. There's a few moments which I think some people have latched onto and said were great. I wasn't a fan of. In one moment, Wanda says to Reed Richards, he says, do the kids have a mother? She, he says, yes. And then without, you know, it, without even a, missing a beat, that's good. So there'll be someone there to, you know, they, they won't grow up without a, a parent or yeah. something. And I was like, that that really needed to be there needs to be more of a moment in between there there needs to be more weight behind that it was it was i think the delivery is trying to be so cold and emotionless that it actually felt just emotionless i didn't feel anything from it I, in the cinema i felt a clang when that line was said and a few others as well but i don't know if it's a director problem that the mcu are having i don't know if that's what it is they're just maybe it's, they're just getting they're, they're kind of like Lucasfilm. They're picking the wrong directors for the projects. Except the difference is Marvel is seeing it through, and some with interesting results. I don't think this film is terrible. I think there's a really decent mesh up of cool sequences. Like the Illuminati sequence is a standout sequence. I like that. Um, you know, the opening scene is pretty cool when they're in the actual multiverse. I like the fact that it just starts. You know, we're there. This is what's going on. You know, deal with it. I quite actually like that almost cold open intro, and there is and there are kind of scenes throughout moments throughout. There's a couple of good laughs throughout as well. But you know, it felt like a, a kind of jumbled mess, a tonal, tonally off mess. And if this is how they're going to approach the films going forward, certainly when it comes to the multiverse, because I remember saying in the No Way Home review, as much as I enjoyed that film for the kind of the spectacle, the story I thought was very thin as well there. That there wasn't, you know, the multiverse was kind of introduced just so we could have the guys back. It felt like, yeah. And now they've kind of got to run with that idea, and I don't really know how they, if they, if they have that, the whereabouts of oh, to do that at the minute. I'm sure it'll pay off one day, and we'll look back and we're like, okay, now I see what they're going for. But I don't know. This needs. I don't know. There's something seems to be awry at the minute, my friend. I don't know if it's directing. I don't know if it's writing because the acting is fine, and we didn't mention yeah. Rachel McAdams for what she, what oh, she yeah. gets to do. She's fine, but um, and, and there's some good moments between her and Benedict Cumberbatch in the film. But yeah, I, you know, I just feel like there's a lot missing from the film. The film reaches an awful lot, but it is quite far away from grabbing onto what it needs to. I also didn't really like the ending of this film. I thought the climactic battle was anticlimactic. Big time. 
and also like like I feel like everything that Wanda like all the growth that Wanda went through in WandaVision is just like nah, never mind. She's, yes. she's still evil. It's um, heavy handed and it isn't yeah. I th- like I said in a non-spoiler, I think they needed to have somebody else on board writing this. I can't remember for the life of me who wrote WandaVision, um, but I think maybe if it wasn't Michael Walsh, which I don't think it was, they could have got maybe whoever helped write that, get them on board, or maybe somebody else just to brush up some of her lines and you know some of her actual arc and story. Because like you, I think it regressed and just became you know, very one dimensional. Whereas I think actual in one division, it was much more than that. Yeah. It, it felt almost like they just undid everything. One division did. And that's terrible. Like that's not what the movie should do. And uh, that I found really disappointing. And I found, um, I, I don't think Wanda should have been the villain or at least not Wanda from that earth. Like what if they flipped it and like the other uh, Wanda from a different multiverse was coming after all of the Wandas or something like that. I mean, it might feel like a different movie, um, but <laughs> at least then it would make more sense. Cause we've seen what this Wanda went through and like, why would she just do the same thing again? And a lot of it is so like, they asked the logical questions like Chavez, like, what are you going to do about the other one? And like, yeah. she doesn't seem to have a good answer. And that's, I get that she's like overtaken by power, but if that's the case, if she is this evil book is the actual cause of like her being evil, then the ending makes no sense. Like why she is the one who apparently wrote the book. Like none of that adds up to anything. So it, it just feels meh. It, it's, it's not a good ending. I was really disappointed with that whole element of it. Well, corpse strange as well. The variant of Dr. Strange who dies in the beginning, who's buried on the roof. And they, you know, they, they telegraph that. Obviously, the trailers gave it away that we're seeing it anyway. But even in the film, they telegraph that, you know, they're going that particular variant will be back. So, Dead Strange or whatever it's called, Zombie Strange, sorry, comes back. But at the end of the film, I mentioned that a few people kind of had a little snicker in a cinema. You've got Zombie Strange trying to deliver this kind of emotional dialogue to Wanda, but the dude's a zombie. Because half his yeah. face is missing, and it is the most Raimi kind of Evil Dead makeup going. And if like, this doesn't work, this does not drive whatsoever. Zombie Strange worked. I, you know, I like the idea of that, and I, I love the idea of variants and where they could go with that. And the different Doctor Strangers were cool, and you know, seeing Scarlet Witch and uh, you know Wanda herself in that in her variant with the tick with the kids, of course, which is the whole point of her story. You know, that was cool as well, seeing the different variations of these characters. But and I think also, yeah, if you haven't seen WandaVision, I think this is going to be this, this whole film's not going to make any sense whatsoever if you haven't seen that series. Because suddenly, yeah. like, kids, what? Doctor Strange didn't, didn't didn't turn up in WandaVision, but he needs help and suddenly he turns up to for Wanda. None of this seems to make any sense, but this is where we are. Um, yeah, I, I really wanted to like this more. I really liked the first film. I thought that first film was really decent. And I can't fault any of the performers in this film. I can't fault that. I mean, the, the CGI is fine. V- visually, it's, uh, there's a lot of good scenes. Some of the CG is a bit iffy, but visually, I think it looks good. I wish they'd done more of the America Chavez character in this film. You know, I don't yeah. care going forward. In this film, I wish they'd done more. Rather than just make her feel like a big old expository device or a MacGuffin, I wish they'd done more than what we gave. Because I think um, Zosia Gomez, I think she's very cool i think she's very good she's only what 14 i think when they film this she's really assured in this film up against some real sort of seasoned talents but we didn't get that and the film we got was 
a kind of weird zany like left turn for the MCU, which I think they're going to, I don't know what's next, but what film's next, but I think they're going to probably get more on track. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, it'll depend on if the box office stays really strong, we may just get more and more of this kind of chaos. And if it dumps off like weekend two, weekend three, then maybe we'll see them try to like return to some more. I, I don't know what I want from them at this point. Like, I don't think I want as connective of a set of movies as we got with the first set. Mm-hmm. Um, because it is a lot, it's a lot to ask. I, I wouldn't mind some standalone content. Like it's one of the things I've liked about the Ant-Man films is they do kind of feel like they're their own thing, like influenced by the, the MCU, but like of the course. actual stories feel self-contained. And I hope that's, that's Moon the folk of- to me. Yes, Moon Knight is 100%. It almost doesn't have to be in the MCU because it's yep. so self-contained. Um, and again, I like the, the interconnectivity, but I don't think it, it should only be that. You know what I'm saying? Like, Of course. Like, when you read comics, some issues do intertwine, but others, like, this issue is just an Iron Man book. There's nothing else. There's no references. Like, there might be, oh, I know that that guy is from this one thing, but you don't have to have seen it for it to still work as a book. And... I think we need to get back to that. Um, pull back a little bit on the... So everything doesn't have to be interconnected. We'll get the things that are, but like also make sure that you're, the, this story is solid and that what we're getting here matters and it feels good because when Strange shows up in another movie, I should care about Strange and I should know what he's been through. But at the same time, you got to make those moments matter so that I do. Like... And, and right now, this one didn't do that. So, No, it's fair enough. The next film is obviously, I've just checked, of course, Thor, Love and Thunder. Yes. I think they're going to get back on track. I don't say that sounds negative, but I mean, Thor Ragnarok itself was such a departure from the first two Thor films. But I think that film's going to be have more of the kind of stylings that fans will expect. And after that is Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, which I also think is going to be much more uh akin i think that's to gonna the be first great. film you well, yeah november they reckon that's coming out but yeah yeah I, I agree there's a chance a high chance that, that could be delayed if not then that man and the wasp quantumania is going to be the next film after that and that and then also has a chance of going uh, of throwing some chaos into it yeah so no, I, I look i didn't hate this film i didn't nope. dislike this film. we've been very negative on it not because we disliked it but for me, it's born out of frustration or disappointment more than anything else because I really wanted yeah. this film to succeed. The ingredients were there, and there are some cool moments in this. Don't get me there are, but overall, my man, and it's sorry. And also, I, I, I was bored during it. It's only two hours long. You know, it's, yeah. I said I text you saying we often say on this show, oh man, I, you know, maybe they could have trimmed a little bit. I think this film actually needed twenty more minutes or 15, at least fifteen, just to slow down because the pacing in this is at times is pretty breakneck it's, breakneck you know, people yeah. get from here to here to here sometimes you need to slow down now even 10 minutes just to give us a couple more scenes where let the story breathe develop you know may- maybe then point in the direction that we might be going but take a breath and i didn't feel like we got that here and you know that's just another another thing which bugged me watching it but hey look maybe i'll watch it again one day without my kind of connective law glasses on and just think hey as a standalone how, how does it fit yeah, and that's our episode. That's our spoiler episode of Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Um, if you like what we're doing here at the BAMP Podcast, please rate and review us on whatever podcast catcher you use. And follow us on social media. On Instagram, we are at Bloody Awesome Movie Pod. And Matt, Twitter? Uh, at BAMP underscore podcast, B-A-M-P underscore podcast. 
And on Facebook, you can just search Bloody Awesome Movie Podcast to follow if you want to. Who uses Facebook? Um, individually, you can find me at BurkeReviews.com and at Burke Reviews on all the social media platforms. And Matt? Uh, whatiwatchtonight.co.uk. Uh, just search what I watch tonight on all the socials and letterbox. You'll find me there. And with that, we encourage you to keep watching movies. And stay bloody awesome. <laughs>